Alright, we're back for another Father Son Podcast with the handsome duo, me and Forrest. What's going on, Forrest? Not much. What's up with you? Not a whole lot. Just got done with a podcast. It was kind of long, longer than I thought it was going to be, but it was a good one. How are you doing? Good. Did you hear any of that? What you just said? No, the podcast. No. Oh, you didn't hear any of the podcast? No. Oh, because you had the headphones on. It was a good one, man. You have to listen to that one when I uh, put it up. Probably go up Sunday or so. Um, how was uh, the gym today? You went to the gym with me? You don't, you haven't been going to the gym with me too much this last couple of weeks or so? I went to Williamsville again today. It was fun. Yeah. Got to train with some, uh, some Williamsville kids. Yeah. You said you felt like you are the best kid in the room. That's also mainly due to the fact that they're all smaller than me. And they also don't have the same kind of, like, they haven't really trained for a tournament before. I don't know. Maybe they're just missing a little bit of the edge. The edge? Yeah. You're letting a dog in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I thought we'd talk about... Um, oh, I lost my piece of paper that I had over here. Uh, of quotes. Here it is, I think. No trivial jobs today. Yeah, we're going to skip over no trivial jobs today because I wanted to uh, say that one for a day when I'm a little bit better rested and we have a little bit more time because I think we can get through bad kids a little bit quicker. Um. Bad kids. What happens when they're bad, and how does everyone see them? Um, how do you think uh, people see bad kids? As bad kids? <laughs> yeah, but... They, they think they're not doing the correct thing. Right. And what do you think makes the kids bad? Um, a lot of the times it's their situation at home or at school. Um, what do you think those kids are missing? Do you think it's uh, attention? That's where not, I'm leading you to, by the way. They're not really missing anything. Yeah. It's just the stuff that they have that other kids have isn't the same. Their school experience isn't the same as most other kids. Like, their home experience might not be the same as other kids. A lot of the times they might have a sibling because, like, siblings annoy the heck out of each other if they're stereotypical Yeah, I think some of the the worst kids that we've dealt with at the gym have all had siblings that I can think of. At least all the kids with behavioral problems. Some of the kids with other problems don't have siblings. Yeah. <clears throat> and some of the kids with siblings are very good. Some of them are the most disciplined kids we have in the class, to be honest with you, at times. Do uh, I count in that situation? Uh, I would never say you're one of the most disciplined people in class. But you're always one of the hardest workers. You're one of the most conscientious. But disciplined, I think you're lacking a little bit. It depends on your definition of discipline. But um, well, do able- I fall into the category of having a sibling? Yeah, that's true. But not that you live with. So yeah, not- I have siblings too, but I never live with them. So I'm always <laughs> the only child. <clears throat> right, I have Uncle Mike and uh, Aunt Eileen. Or yeah, Aunt Eileen. I said it right this time. <laughs> Let's see if I messed it up at Christmas. Uh, that was the worst laugh ever. I was like, <laughs> it was like a duck call. I don't know what that was. So we hung out with uh, Coach Mark again and his son Cole. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cole is a cool kid. Mm-hmm. But back to bad kids. Um, there's a lot of studies that say bad kids are, most of them are seeking uh, parental attention or adult attention. Um, they've, they're either lacking in attention or lacking in positive attention. That is true. Right? Do you think that's pretty true? Based on the bad kids that I've seen, that I like I know like their parents and their family a little bit, I would say that's kind of true. Yeah, I think it's a little bit Seeking true, too. Seeking attention, for sure. Yeah. And, um... Or they just don't want to do it. Right. 
But a lot of times it makes a pattern. So if you don't do what you're supposed to do and you're craving, craving attention, eventually you'll do stuff that gets attention even for like the wrong things. So then you get the attention you want, but it's not in the method you want. So it makes you upset. And that creates a lot of problems too. Yeah. Um, I've actually been listening to a lot of stuff on child psychology because like, we have a couple of uh, troubled kids I'm trying to deal with in the class. And, uh, it's a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. And um, just think about what these kids see, though, right? Mm -hmm. So you're a bad kid at home or you don't get enough attention at home, right? Or you're not socialized enough so you can't get along with other people. So right away you have all these bad problems. Then you go into a situation like the gym. Say um, you go in there and you're not really sure how to get attention and you're not very good at following the rules. So all the other parents are looking at you like you're a trouble kid. Right. And yeah. we've seen this. I'm not going to say names, but I mean, I'm sure you know exactly who I'm thinking of. You see this in class with certain students. There's a certain couple of students that are always trouble. And you see the looks the parents give them. They always smile, but it's like that fake lying smile. And as a kid, I, I think you know the difference, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Adults have that smile that's a fake smile that they really don't want to be bothered with you. And um, I think when you're a bad kid, every adult you see treats you like you're a bad kid. And they either they're rude about it or they're fake nice about it. So once you start down that path, it's hard to change anything until you grow up and mature a little bit, which is hard to do. Your eyes are right? Yeah, I started rubbing them and then they started watering, so I had to clean them up. Yeah, so then you wiped them and you threw the tissue right there on the floor. We talked about this like two podcasts ago, and that was like two days ago. Don't throw your tissues on the floor. Thank you very much. It wasn't tissues last time. It was your pop can. But either way, no big deal. Situation fixed. So I was just thinking, you know, like a lot of times that that's how every adult sees them. So every interaction I have with an adult is kind of bad. Yeah. So right now I've been trying to... When the bad kids act up in class, before class even starts, I try and give them some positive motivation, right? And I'm going to use Sakai as an example, okay? I thought uh, you said you weren't going to name names. I wasn't going to name names about the other kid. But this one is a positive example, so I can name names because he's getting better, right? Plus, I talked to his mom, and, and I know that she wouldn't really have too much of a problem with it. So anyways, this kid, Sakai, I'm not even sure that's how you say his name correctly, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, right away off the bat, he wasn't listening to anything I said. He'd do the opposite of what I said, pretty much on our first day of class when they signed him up. So we were supposed to count, and he kept counting over everybody. He'd be like, one, two, three, four, five! You know, like he'd say five real loud. So I started calling fives. Because usually when kids give me attitude, I give them a little bit of attitude back. And I'm a little bit tougher with them. So I kept calling them fives, and he hates being called fives. Right, he absolutely hates it. He gets mad when I call him fives. But I kept calling him fives for a long time. And um, I still call him fives today. But I sat down and had a talk with him after the, the fourth or fifth time he got mad at calling fives. And I know he's little and it's hard for kids to understand. But I said, if you're good, I'll call you Sakaius. Whenever you're bad, I'm going to call you fives. And for a long time, I just called him fives. Fives, get over here. Fives, over here. Five, what are you doing? 
You know, you hear it all the time when you're, if you're sitting over there playing pinball with uh, uh, Dakota's sister. Not pinball, uh, foosball. Um, the, those tables are broken. <laughs> like, the heads are ripped off. The heads are and the foosball table are off. There's literally a whole section of the air hockey table on one side that's broken off. Broken off? What are you guys doing in there? Having battle royals? Just hitting it really hard. Hmm. Maybe guys need to be a little bit calmer. Not when you're trying to win. Can't have good things when you if break you're not stuff. breaking something, then you're not trying hard enough to win. If you break it, then you don't have it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough to win. You got that same a little bit messed up. Because if you're breaking stuff, then you don't have it to play again. It's like if you break all the chess pieces, you can't play chess. Or all the people. Zena. <laughs> Zena. If you break all the chess pieces, you don't have anyone to play with. So I should break all the chess pieces. So she stops beating me. Getting beat by an like, eight-year-old kid. Shoulders still bothering you? Neck. Neck? Oof. I'm sore. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu makes me sore. Yeah, you're an old guy. I wanted to show some chokes, but uh, we needed to go over. I wanted to make sure that we... went we, over a joke today. Just not... Yeah, I meant like uh, Dar's chokes. I was going to do Nogi chokes, but um, I wanted to make sure that we fixed the triangle in the armbar because I wasn't happy with that, the belt testing. So we went back and we fixed it. Anyways, back to Sakaias. You got me off track there with your shoulder. He um, He's been really bad. He's pretty much done exactly the opposite of what i said i've had to sit him out of practice i talked with his mom i got him yelled at all kinds of stuff and like when you have a troubled kid you have to find out something that works for him right i tried being really nice that didn't work i tried being really mean that didn't work and i try it for you know i give it a, a pretty good good amount of classes maybe four or five classes in a row where i give the kid the same personality type and it's tough to remember all this stuff too but I, I'm usually pretty good with the bad kids because, um, you know, they, they bother me. And I think about what I can do to make class better. And usually if there's a bad kid, one bad kid is going to delay the whole class, right? You see that with um, the bad kid I don't want to mention sometimes when he's acting up. It's hard for your class to, to get through, right? And uh, we have to stop and yell at him. And then it takes two minutes away from the technique. And that's two minutes less. And then, you know, two minutes behind class. And we have to cut out the technique and lose game time but it's all because one one bad behavior creates more bad behaviors and then you lose control of the class so you really need to attack the problem children right and then at the same time you can't um i refuse to change my i talk with this about coach man a lot and uh for a while we were working with the person that um you're listening on headphones <laughs> no, no, headphones aren't plugged in. Oh, you can plug them in. It plugs in right there. <clears throat> so we talked with Coach May a lot. And for a while, we were just working with the kids that were um, having problems. So I stopped working with the kids that are having problems. I made sure that we don't get one-on-one attention. I work with the kids that are paying attention now. That's our whole new thing, or at least for the last couple of months. So if you're paying attention, we're going to work with you. If you're, being, if you're delaying the class, we're not. There, we don't have a coach for every kid in the class, so the kids that are going to miss out are the kids that are not acting up. And that's helped out a lot with some of the kids because they want that attention. Yeah. And so now when that kid is good, he works with Coach Matt sometimes, and we get him through class. But Zacchaeus, me and me wasn't working. Being nice wasn't working. And this name thing is the only thing I got to actually get him to do what I want. So he went through a whole practice and i call him sakai's for the whole practice because he earned it and uh oh he loved it he had a good day but then the next class he came in and he thought i was being nice because i 
just went through a whole thing of being nice with him for a little bit. And he acted up. I was like, five, stop. And he's like, messing around again. I was like, five, you mess around one more time, you're going to be off the mat. And then uh, he messed around again. I put him off the mat for the rest of class. And ever since, he's not a good kid in class, but he's not ignoring what I say. So I made some steps with him. And my goal is to make every kid be able to function in society and get a little bit better, right? Yeah. And my uh, my instructor, Crew Mark, you know Crew Mark, right, Uncle Mark? Yeah, of he, course. He said, uh, yeah, of course, you know, he's like an instrument of our life. He said not everyone's uh, fight is in the cage or in the ring. Some people's fight is just getting in there and doing it every day. And that everyone deserves, everyone deserves to chase their dreams. And um, one of the reasons I actually work with God Girl is, is that saying right there. Because I remember Crew Mark working with, um, oh my God, I can't remember the girl's name. But she was dating mechanic for a while. And um, like he was just working with her to help her with some problems that she was having in life. I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. The Polish Hammer, Sarah. He was, um, he worked with Sarah just to, to help her through the hard times that she was having in life. And that's what martial arts are for some people, is working through that hard point in life. So I think that you're going to be a martial arts your whole life, and at some point you're going to be an instructor. And I want you to think about when you're angry and mad at the bad kids, because I still get angry and mad at them, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, why course. am I angry? Because they're not following the rules. Why are they not following the rules? Because they're not socially, they don't really understand the rules. It's a little bit different than with an adult, because if an adult doesn't follow the rules... He's just being an asshole. What about the older kids? Like, sometimes they don't follow the rules, but they should understand them because they're older. How come you walk off the mat crying sometimes? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? That's the same thing. Like, we have to look at our own behavior. And I mess up sometimes too, right? I mess up with mom. I mess up in life. I mess up at work. I mean, you mess up. We mess up in life, right? So we need to understand other people are going to mess up too, Right? Because if you can look at yourself and you say that you never mess up, then maybe you can judge people a little bit differently. The only reason why I was laughing when you were being serious is because I came up with a funny simile for life. What's that? Life is like you playing chess against Zena. Well, you throw the pieces and storm off and cry in a corner? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very good life. It's very tumultuous. Very tumultuous, yes. Filled with giddy joy and then horrible, horrendous defeat. Yeah, but that's just what I want you to look at, and I want you to remember that saying because Crew Mark, um, he's an amazing man. You know, yeah, a lot of knowledge in that body, that old hundred twenty-six year old body. <laughs> even though he's like fifty-one, <laughs> elbows don't work. Been kicked in the groin like ten thousand times by the Buffalo BJJ crew. <laughs> yeah, I love Did that. Did they guy. do it on purpose? No, dude. You don't kick anyone in privates on purpose. It just happens. Mm. Uh, you got anything else? Not really. No. This was kind of a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but there's a good message in here somewhere. You just have to pick through the pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mark, liked, uh, he almost teared up and cried for the thing, too. So Cole must be a lot like you. Because... Uh, People, good kids, will understand that a lot. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the last podcast. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a very good one. I forgot what I named it, but I think it's $100. 
It definitely has $100 in the title, so look for that one. Uh, you can find it if you're wherever you're listening to this to. Just go back and find it there. And then please subscribe to this podcast if you're listening to these. I promise I'll do more <laughs> of these when mom comes home. We'll probably try and do one every every couple of weeks or so. It's, it's tough when mom's home, um, but we'll get it in. Yeah. All right. Let's. This, uh, is, this podcast isn't the only kind of material that's on here. We've got more interesting stuff, too. Yeah, not all of them are rambly and old. And the next one's gonna be good. No, uh, no menial jobs. Forrest has already got a lot to say about. It, I think. Not really. No, just curious. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't have a job. I mean, it'd probably be a good learning experience. You do have me. jobs. You have a lot of jobs. Well, yeah, but I don't have any like, like a workforce job per se, kind of. Uh, we'll get into it when we talk about it tomorrow. Okay. All right. Tomorrow I got to go Christmas shopping. Oh I'm staying home. Look yeah. at me. I'm going to feel bad for you, though. I'm, I'm going to probably come home and take a nap after the gym because <laughs> it's late and uh, I got to get up early. Yeah. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Disgusting. Four o'clock. <laughs> All because I had to work on some stuff that was just stupid. But it's done. The emergency job is done. Now the emergency job that was emergency job two days ago is tomorrow's emergency job. <laughs> but I'll get it done. I got it set up, so I just got to run. It's easy. I can be half asleep and still do it and hopefully not lose any. F- oh, <laughs> not lose any fingers. I uh, I had a surf fight battle today with tape measures, and I lost. He drew first blood. That's from Mr. Uh, Mr. James. That cut there is from a tape measure. We were tape measure fencing. <laughs> Actually, we were making fun of space balls, and that's what started it. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. I hate it when my Schwartz gets twisted. That was a good movie if you haven't seen it, Spaceballs. Forrest watched it. It's hilarious. It's really, really good. Good movie, Spaceballs. Um, anything else, bud? No. You got to talk into the mic. You can't talk into your... Wait, I- are you picking at the chair? No. Don't pick at that chair. Am I also the first guest to get the headphones stuck on the chair? You got the headphones stuck on the chair? think so you're the first guest that got the headphones stuck on the chair i like that you have the headphones on though never mind yeah you hear better right yeah i kind of want to make sure to like i sound good yeah because when i listen to all my stuff like they sound really close Uh uh-huh and they want to sound really close so it's good to sound close i guess yeah so i want to sound close and professional and good yeah because a lot of times you sound like this can you hear the difference on the headphones yeah. Yeah, Forrest talks it's like this really all bad. the time. He talks over here. I'm like, dude, you have to talk into the microphone. That's how podcasting works. You've done like 60 of them now. You've probably done more podcasts than anyone else in your school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe not some of the high schoolers and the older kids, but definitely maybe, my grade. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You've done a lot of podcasts, dude. Yeah, but I, can you... I don't know if these count as podcasts or just audio recordings for the future. Why wouldn't it be a podcast? We're talking about topics. Almost every one of them is about some sort of topic. I guess. We can call it podcast. We can call it whatever we want to call it. That's true. It's a father-son chat. <laughs> On record. For everyone to hear. And then us in 20 years. When well, nobody else can find it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have more than 11 views. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I messaged this guy for his birthday, Randy Isabel. He's a... Uh, He's an old school wrestler, really tough guy. He fought a little bit, and um, 
So I messaged him happy birthday today because he doesn't, you can't post on his wall. He's got one of those walls that are private. And he's like, I'm one of the 11 people. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? Dude, that made my day. Wait, is he like famous? No, he's not famous. Oh. Not yet. Maybe famous in his own mind. No, I'm just kidding, Randy. <laughs> I really don't know him that well. We wrestled a little bit together and trained a little bit together, but we were never really tight or anything. But it's just cool. Another end trip guy. Funny. Uh, you remember Coach Canula? Mm, no, I don't remember who he is, but I remember you talking about him. Cause yeah, he was my coach in uh, college. His wife yeah. just died um, the other day, Friday, I believe. So uh, I'm going to write something up about that. And uh, I'm not sure when it is, but if there's a wake or a funeral or anything, we're going to go to it. Yeah. Cool. Sad stuff. Yeah. Sad, sad, sad stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just want to um, take a couple seconds to talk about her real quick. She was um, she was an amazing woman. Um, anyone that wrestled on trip or knows Coach Canula knows what an amazing lady uh, Mrs. K was. Uh, I don't know why no one called her Mrs. Canula. Everyone called her Mrs. K. She was just an amazing woman. And um, she dealt with all its wrestlers. And anyone that deals with wrestling or MMA knows how much of a hassle it is sometimes to deal with wrestling so much. And all these young men doing stupid, stupid things, getting in trouble, making coaches' life tough. And um, she stood behind every one of us and... The family atmosphere that she made at Triple C is something I try to emulate in wrestling, and I try and do it in jujitsu. And um, I took a lot, a lot away from them. If uh, if they probably been two other people, my whole life would be a little bit different. They definitely had a huge impact on my life. And uh, yeah. I just want to give Mrs. K a huge shout out. We love you, Mrs. K. I know you're up there listening somewhere. Stop watching Coach K. He's probably not killing your cats right now. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you first. Love you too. We're out. Yeah, good night.